0: It's been said that there's no society that's been able to keep people from churches and alcohol at the same time and live to tell about it. It's no wonder then that alcohol sales have spiked so much in the last few weeks. Spirits can foster community and camaraderie, and in a coronavirus world, those who make them can serve communities beyond just making the beverages they love. A great example of that is AB InBev.
1: We are the world's leading brewer with more than 500 brands, including Budweiser, Stella Artois, and Corona. We have operations in nearly 50 countries and approximately 170,000 colleagues around the world. Our purpose is to bring people together for a better world.
0: That's Pablo Jimenez, their CCO. Today we're talking with Pablo about how his company has been using its resources to help with coronavirus response. I'm Elliot Mizrahi, and this is The New CCO. Pablo, let's start with the state of play how has coronavirus been affecting AB Bev, and what are some of the things that your leadership team has been taking up in terms of marshalling resources for a response?
1: So, Elliot, one thing that I would like to highlight um, that we thought it was going to be a challenge was working remotely and, um, and it has been surprisingly positive. I would like to say that it has fostered more collaboration than ever I cannot recall a point in my life that I was engaging on a daily basis with more functions and more countries than today. Second, it has brought greater agility in the decision-making and the, uh, in the process from uh, having an idea to executing that idea and then to replicate and scale. And thirdly, it has allowed us uh, and pushed us to, um, to focus on the right things. COVID-19 and working from home has given us the opportunity to share a bit more of our personal lives. We all have experienced um, the opportunities to uh, to show our children, to show our homes, to show our pets uh, on the screen with, with our colleagues to, uh, to brag about or to laugh about our new haircuts, to share the challenges we're facing to balance work with uh, home chores. And I would say that overall this opportunity has uh, made us more human in the way that we interact with each other.
0: And how has your role shifted specifically over the last few weeks, and, and, and along with that of your team?
1: The relevance of communications is never greater than in a crisis. The amount of information we need to process and to generate and the speed required from us increased significantly. We have operations in China and in Wuhan specifically. So our colleagues in China were quickly impacted by the COVID-19 virus. And as you can imagine, the main challenge was understanding the environment and bringing relevant and timely information to our colleagues in China. But our local team really did a great job in that. Um, At the same time, we had to ensure that we keep open lines of communication for bringing the right information Uh, of the developments in the other side of the world to our global senior leaders uh, based here in New York. And for the past few months, uh, crisis and business continuity communications has taken the biggest part of uh, my agenda and my team's agenda. Our efforts for the past few months have been focused on developing the communication strategy, both internal and external, and crafting the messages Supporting our senior management with uh, both messages and tools to communicate them effectively. Placing the messages in our different channels and also keeping our ears on the ground to learn and to adapt.
0: The pressure to communicate quickly and accurately is something that a lot of CCOs are struggling with. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you've been doing to make sure that you're doing that effectively?
1: Keeping the pace has been challenging in this fast-moving environment, no question about it. And this challenge is magnified when the environment is volatile and information becomes obsolete in a matter of hours. And also when there is a special appetite from all our stakeholders to receive information. I would say that one of the keys to successful communication has been being part of the business continuity team. To ensure constant communication and engagement with our people function, HR I mean. And also to keep the right level of monitoring of the outside world. As the weeks go by, we're trying to move from a crisis mode to a business continuity mode with more or less defined routines and clear deliverables. Of course, we have to keep the flexibility and sense of urgency to tackle new things that come to us.
0: Are there any unique challenges from a communication standpoint that have arisen? And, And if there are, what are some of the ways that you've adapted to address those?
1: I am not sure that the challenges are unique to the situation, but they have been accentuated for sure. The first one, I would say, is ensuring consistency in the communication. When you have direct operations in nearly 50 countries, as we do, you want to have a consistent voice and a consistent tone. But at the same time, you have to be mindful of the local components and the culturally relevant elements of your communication efforts. So I would say that creating freedom within a framework is the way to go. But uh, that framework is not to be built centrally. It has to be developed with the input, with the insight and experience from local operations who are dealing with the issues on the ground. The messages need to be delivered by the local leaders that people want to see and listen to. The second challenge is delivering timely information. The past few months have been full of uncertainty, volatility and fast changes. You cannot really afford to draft perfect messages since speed is critical. And timely messages are better than perfect messages. A third challenge has been information overflow. In turbulent times, you have to identify the sources you trust and those that are more relevant to you and then try to stick to them. Of course, you need to be open to additional sources of information, but your routine checks need to be tight. Otherwise, you will be in the input mode uh, always. And the reality is that the need for output in these days is tremendous.
0: Yeah, the timeliness, I would imagine, is a source of pressure. But the other thing you said at the beginning, which I think is really relevant here, is the notion that the company's purpose is around bringing people together. And as a good member of the community, one of the ways that you're doing that is by redirecting your resources toward relief. Can you talk about what those efforts are and how they've come about and what your role has been in facilitating those?
1: Indeed, our purpose is to bring people together for a better world, and today for us it means joining efforts to support our people, to help our communities, to work with our partners and to connect with our consumers. So everything starts with our people. The health and safety of our colleagues has been our number one priority. From the uh, very beginning we have been taking preventive measures above and beyond what the WHO recommends and what local authorities mandate. A number of those preventive measures have been based on learnings, insights and best practices developed by our colleagues in China and South Korea. And we're really grateful for that. As we all know, another critical point is to provide your people with frequent and timely communication from reliable sources. We want our colleagues to feel sufficiently supported with the right tools and resources. And also uh, proud of what we're doing to support our communities and our partners around the world. Now, let me spend a minute talking about our connection to the communities. Beer is a very local business, and we're deeply connected to the communities where we live and work. For example, more than 90% of our ingredients and raw materials are locally sourced. Our employees belong to those communities, and most of our beers are brewed and sold and enjoy locally. Therefore, our business is heavily dependent on our relationship with our communities. And as we want to be in business for the next 100 years and beyond, the only way to make that possible is to bring value to those communities, is um, about being part of the solution. Some of the initiatives we have launched recently are producing and donating supplies for frontline healthcare workers. So for example, we used our breweries to produce 3 million bottles of hand sanitizers with an initiative that started in Brazil by our subsidiary Ampef, that it was later copied with pride by many of our our operations around the world. Uh, So we're now producing hand sanitizer in more than 20 countries. Another great example is uh, producing uh, plastic face shields. So we have soft drink, business in several countries, and we have been using PET to produce face shields for healthcare workers to cover their faces and to reduce the risk of spreading the virus. Uh, this initiative also travels very fast and is now live in countries in Central and South America, as well as in Africa. We have also been donating emergency relief water and using our fleet to deliver food, beverage, Uh, and medical supplies where they are most needed. But it is not only about using our brewing facilities, it has uh, also been about finding opportunities to put other assets uh, to the service of our communities. A great example in this regard is the uh, partnership uh, between Anheuser-Busch and the American Red Cross, plus the sports leagues and teams um, to support blood drives in the United States. As many of you can imagine, hosting a blood drive is challenging in times when social distance is mandated. It is really difficult to keep people separate from each other. To date, 7,000 blood drives have been canceled in the US because of COVID 19. So, this partnership has made stadiums and certain spaces in our breweries available for the American Red Cross to host blood drives while keeping social distance. Now I want to spend a minute to explain the work we're doing with our partners. As all of you know, bars, pubs and restaurants are having a really hard time now. They had to short their operations in an effort to keep us safe and distant from each other. So a few weeks ago, we launched Café Courage in Belgium, which is basically an online platform that allows bars and pubs to register. And then as a consumer, you can pre-order and pay for your favorite beer, which you can redeem when the bar reopens and ABM bev matches your purchase. So this scheme uh, allows the business to keep some of the uh, much needed cash flow in these difficult times. And by engaging with Cafe Crush, consumers can help save jobs and also their favorite hangouts. This initiative with uh, different variations is now live in 10 countries and 10 more countries to come in the next few days. And finally, with respect to our brands, we're finding new ways to engage with our consumers in meaningful ways while they stay at home. For example, Budweiser in China launched an e-clubbing initiative with recognized DJ sets. Uh, Michelob Ultra launched in-home fitness programs you can follow online. And Stella Artois is bringing classic movies uh, to consumers in Mexico. We are very proud to see our colleagues around the world acting with great ingenuity, ownership mentality and sense of urgency to support our people, our partners and our communities.
0: Looking back over the last few weeks, have there been any lessons learned or anything from your experience that you're willing to share just as advice for your fellow CCOs who might be going through the same stuff?
1: The first one, like never before, leaders are in the spotlight. They are closely observed and listened. This situation requires them to communicate in a balanced way that shows both empathy and hope. They need to recognize that we're living in unprecedented times and also uncertain, that we are all going through difficult times. But at the same time, they're expected to deliver a message of hope, that we, if we stay together, even when we're at a distance, we will indeed see better days, no question about it. The second one, is that authentic and timely communication is far better than perfect communication in a crisis environment. And it's okay not to have all the answers. The third one is listen more than ever. It is critically important that you keep a two-way communication channel open, first and foremost with your own people so you can listen, learn, and adjust, but also make sure that you run this exercise with your stakeholders. As communications professionals, we are expected to bring the outside in. We play a tremendously important role in these unprecedented times. When we are physically apart, communication is a very powerful force for bringing us together.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode of The New CCO, be sure to check out our latest episodes and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, leave us a rating and a review. We want to hear what you think so that we can keep making this podcast more interesting and valuable to you. To find out more about what's happening at PAGE, please visit us at page.org. I'd like to take a moment to thank our podcast sponsors for this year, Rivet, which is our podcast producer, and Crisp Thinking, You can find out more about Rivet at rivet360.com. Crisp Thinking uses AI and human intelligence to protect global brands from the weaponization of communication and the spread of misinformation. You can find out more at crispthinking.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on The New CCO.